ghosts, UFOs, alien encounters, and all things paranormal. These are real stories from real people. This is Fear of the Unknown. Welcome to episode one of the podcast. I haven't named it properly yet, but it'll appear on the thumbnail. A bit of background, I'm just a guy that just likes to talk a lot of shit, and I like to talk um, about spooky stuff as well, and can you please not touch that, thank you. Sorry. I'm about to introduce my very rude guest. I'm really sorry, guys. This is the very first podcast where I'll be talking to people about spooky things and uh, paranormal experiences that they've had. Um, I haven't been really interested in paranormal stuff before, but um, up until recently, just, um, I don't know. It, my eyes open to the world of weird stuff happening to people, and all of a sudden, recently, I've been remembering all these stories that have happened to myself. Just experiences where unexplained shit happens. And, Can know, I ask a question? Shut up, I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> I still have a question. Okay, go on. Where do you think that came from? Where, what came from? Well, like, just suddenly starting to think about, like, paranormal stuff. I don't know. I've, um, I've always found it interesting. Like, it's like morbid fascination stuff. You know? mm. A lot of the time, um, it all ties in with, like, you know, true crime or... Mm-hmm. You just want to see weird... Yes, you you want to see the freak show. But eventually the freak show started, like, at times, the freak show is a bit too real. And you're like, oh, shit, that could actually... It's actually reality. That, that could actually be a real thing. This mm. person doesn't look like they're lying. Mm. And I think that's just a lot of fun. And uh, and really, really creepy. Yeah. Really <laughs> <creepy>. <laughs> and you know what? I've, really and, lose sleep at night. Hey. Oh, hey. Oh, hello. Are you having a meeting? Yeah, it's all right. Though. Hey. Oh, sorry. No, that's, that's all right. right. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, it's Speaking of weird, okay, this is what... I'm not going to mention names, but my friend is in a cult. And that dude is part of this cult that just walked in. Really? Yeah. <gasps> it's a it's a yoga cult basically. Yoga yoga's not yoga's not good for me. <laughs> I watched the Bikram um you know Bikram yoga? Yeah. Yeah, I watched the documentary of that. Yeah, so I apparently Bikram is like a total rapist. He's a sex pest, yeah. 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 And so like a lot of people are like a lot of yoga places are actually changing the name. Of Bikram to like hot yoga because yeah, like Bikram yeah. was just like this total disgusting dude. Freak. Yeah. Anyway, now's the time I want to in- introduce my guest. Oh, you're recording. Yeah, I'm recording. Okay. <laughs> Illustrator, drummer. What else? P- and p- <laughs> Sorry, you can, you can cut that out. <laughs> I'm not going to cut it out. You're going to have to live with that for the rest of your life. <laughs> when people Google your name, they're going to hear that. <sighs> I remember a while ago you were telling me um, something really, really strange that happened to you as a kid, mm. and I want you to I want yeah. you to take us back there and explain what happened in your own words. Okay. Um. So it's probably one of the only scary memories I really remember as a kid. I used to live in like this really really big house. Um. Uh, I guess it was kind of like. It kind of looked like a haunted house. Um, I've been it, there and it does. It, yeah, it feels weird, yeah. hey, inside. It's really, like, dark. It's a beautiful house. Beautiful, beautiful like old, old house. old colonial design. Yeah, thing. like, it'd probably be, like, 1920s um, at the latest. Um, and my dad built the whole um, extension on the top. Um, 
uh, in the 80s. So that was all like the new area, and that's where all of us kids lived. Um, we all had our bedrooms up there. And you had um, three brothers, right? You grew up yeah, brothers, yeah. Yeah. So actually, we all lived on the top level, and then downstairs was like the 1920s original area, and that was like the creepiest part. But the thing that happened that was creepy happened upstairs. And um, what happened basically is I had forgotten to bring something to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down to the car, How and then I really. I would have been um, probably about seven or eight because it's before we moved to Sydney. So I would, yeah, seven or eight. Um, it was during, uh, the summer break and I was on my way to like a kind of like camp, kids camp right, thing. Right. And, for um, special kids. yeah, for really, really special kids and yeah. people and people like me, um, when they see like there's a special talent, <laughs> talent that shines through. And, um, yeah. So the thing that what happened is I'd forgotten something. We all, we all went into the car, me and my family. And then I was like, Oh, I've forgotten something. So I went back into the house. Um, I ran upstairs and I ran into my room, which was like the furthest room, um, from the stairs. And as soon as I walked into my room, I, I kind of almost got like the chills. Like I had like a really weird kind of scary feeling where you feel like something's kind of watching you and it's like that thing where it's like unexplainable and sometimes it's kind of like a little bit irrational feeling anyway I was trying to find what I was trying to find can't remember what it was and um all of a sudden um like I was already on a little bit of high alert um and all of a sudden I heard it it felt spooky because it felt weird yeah, yeah just had that like and it came out of nowhere like I walked into the room and I just like started feeling weird yeah um, Did you feel that often? Yeah, all the time. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. I think, um, like, I grew up with three brothers and, like, especially the oldest one liked to scare me a lot or scare us a lot. So I was always on high alert. So I was, yeah, I was on high alert. Um, and um, all of a sudden I just heard, like, coming from, like, where my cupboard is, this voice, and it, it pretty much said hello like this. Uh, okay. Hello. <laughs> and and it was like the fucking weirdest thing, the fucking weirdest thing ever. And I remember just turning around and being like, "Fuck off!" Like screaming that at the top of my lungs and just yeah. like running out of the room. And so you're sure there was no one else in the, there was in no the, one else in the, the house. house. Everyone was. I'm a pretty sure there. there was no one else in the house. I think we were all like out because we were all leaving. And if you're, like, in a rush to grab something, like, no one would have the time to sort of, like, oh, I'm going to quickly hide in... There, there's no there's no way that somebody could have, like, run... Where did the sound come from? It came from the cupboard. The cu- oh, yeah, yes. Yes, it was, like, this, like, really kind of old, I guess, kind of scary-looking cupboard. Yeah. Um, it was, like, now, this we, antique cupboard thing. We recorded part of our music video in that house, and yeah. I remember you, you opened up the attic just to show <gasps> us the stairs that go up. Fuck! And none of us wanted to go up there. It's very scary. And this up there. is this is like five adults. Yeah, they're in their thirties. Yeah, like <laughs> didn't want to go up those stairs. Oh, it's terrifying. It's, just, it's disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. But like, um, what was the first thing that came to your mind? Like, I thought it was a ghost straight away. Yeah. Yeah. Ghost. Just that's the first thing that came to my mind. I don't really. I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I don't, I mean, you, I don't you know. Did, but... You did a bit, of, a bit of a funny voice. Though. You went, hello. Is, did it hello. sound? Yeah. <laughs> 
Did it sound like an adult making that sound, or did it sound like a, you know, a, a child? Or well, it was very like, um, like cartoonish in a way. So right. it it didn't that's, sound, it doesn't really sound fair. like a kid. Yeah. It sounded like an adult making that noise. Okay. Yeah, but it sounded like exactly the way that I said it. It's just yeah. like really exaggerated and yeah. weird. And yeah, after that, I was just like, did did I just fabricate that in my head, yeah. or did you know? Look, yeah, what could it actually be? There's, there's a theory that some people would like to say mm. that um, it is it is true, I guess, in some cases, maybe. But this is just like um, an explanation. Um, some people say that kids have lots of hallucinations and stuff like that. Mm. But um, I don't know. Especially on this podcast, I want to explore, you know, any other possibility. I want to. I want to have fun with it because, you know, I mean, we're learning a lot of new shit about dimensions and aliens and stuff that mm. that we didn't that we thought was just complete, like fantasy previously. Yeah. And. Um, well, there was all that stuff that came just, out with aliens recently. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like all Bob Lazar and. <laughs> yeah. Poor dude. Yeah, unacknowledged, all that sort of stuff. It's it's sort of confirmed. Mm. Um, I mean, there's always going to be the sceptical side to it, but, you know, um, who knows if, like, this like this just came to mind. What if, it, like, what you experienced is, like, a phenomenon that's happened, you know, a lot of times to a lot of people, and that's where the story of the boogeyman yeah, that, came from. Yeah, actually. Because you know, it, it sounds like the boogeyman, a voice from the cupboard, when you're alone, when you're vulnerable. yeah. And, um, that's, I don't know, it's it's really... I actually feel like it is something that's worth, like, kind of, like, Googling to see... Yeah. Like, whether people have experienced the same kind of thing. Because I remember we were talking the other day about, like, um, shared, um... God, what's the word? Sleep paralysis. Yeah, yeah, the sleep paralysis thing where people kind of have the same... Um, experiences and even like mm. the it's like um, the same five characters yeah whatever so like, so if you like the if shadow you, if you haven't heard of sleep paralysis it's like um you wake up during the night and you can see your whole room in, like super clearly but you can't move your body at all um it's it's like where your mind it's like where your brain wakes up part of your brain wakes up but part of it still is asleep the part that keeps you paralyzed and um all around the world, from like tiny villages in Vietnam all the way to sort of you know modern Western civilization, um, people throughout time have um, experienced these encounters with these kind of like strange beings. They're always really dark. It's like either the Shadow Man, the Hat Man, the Knight, or the 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 Hag. Mm. So the hag's like an old lady that sits on your chest, or like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. And people feel like a heaviness, don't they? Yeah, or like a yeah. a, a, a man with a hat. <laughs> so the I've had like the sleep paralysis that I've had. It's never been like I've had like a shadowy figure, um, but it's oh, you had sleep paralysis. Oh, dude, I've, I have sleep paralysis so often. Um, when when I used to, like when I was younger, like when we first started going, when we first met. Yeah. Um, and we we're going to tape together. I used to sleep a lot in the afternoon because I, that's, you know, that's what 20 year olds do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would always have sleep paralysis in the afternoon. And one of the constant ones that I would have, um, would be the feeling of somebody grabbing my feet and yeah. pulling my feet. 
Yeah. Like there was a, like an actual sensation of people grabbing my feet. Mm. And it was like the weirdest thing ever because it felt totally real. And that's, that's, a, that's a strange thing because I get sleep paralysis, still get sleep paralysis, but like I've never had the, apart from the one I told you about last week, mm. which I'll probably save for another time, but um, I, I've always just been in an, in an empty room. And I feel basically nothing. I don't. It just feels. I just feel super comfortable. Yeah. Aside from the fact that I'm panicking because I I can't move. So yeah. that's, that's bizarre. Like I don't understand that. And um, so do you like? Do you feel like you're awake because you kind of take? Because like apparently your mind like takes a photo of the room right before you go to sleep. That's what it feels like. Um, and so then you kind of like when you're actually asleep, what you're visualizing is your room. Yeah. It's like the last thing you well, saw. A bit of a bit of background to my experience was that, um, I guess last uh, when I went to uni, uh, our final project was about um, it was an Oculus Oculus Rift experience, and I was creating the audio for it, um, and it was about uh, um, sleep paralysis. And at the time, I know I don't know if it was because I wasn't sleeping much because I was like studying so much, but. Um, I was I would have sleep paralysis nearly every day, like every afternoon nap or every time I sleep, I'd I'd have that. And um, after a while, I especially because it was on my mind so much on an intellectual, on a kind of like, you know, not not it wasn't just emotional. It was like a thing that I was genuinely interested in. I'd catch myself during these moments of sleep paralysis where I'd sort of analyze it a little bit like I'd, I'd, I'd kind of look at how I'm really feeling and I'd take the time to sort of experiment a bit like to what, see, while you're still asleep yeah like oh, while, okay. while, I'm, while I'm in the paralysis so oh, I'd like man, how do you do that I'd try to move and it, no matter what even if you think you're moving you're never moving yeah but one thing's one the one strangest thing is that like before you go to sleep your mind takes this perfect snapshot that you don't realize that it's taken of the room. So, like, um, right now we're in a room, like, at the Artifactory, and it's full of, like, tools and, and trays and, and labels. Your mind remembers every single one of those details. So, during sleep paralysis, your eyes are closed, but you think you're awake because you're looking at all these colors and, and, and incredible, like, unmistakable details that you would... You wouldn't be able yeah. to, so like, if you were, if you, you know, let's say um, someone asked you to draw the inside of your car, like, you, you you wouldn't be able to do it very clearly. Yeah. You, know? you wouldn't have all the details. You'd be missing out on a bunch of stuff. But this is, like, a perfect snapshot. Mm. Yeah. But so one thing, weird. if you suffer from sleep paralysis, I for myself, I discovered one trick that guarantees gets you out of it, and that's, um, you don't have control over any other part of your body except for your breathing. And because I heard from some people that you can start breathing really fast in and out and that can snap you out of it. What I found is the quickest way is that if you just like hold your breath, you can't take a big deep breath in. It'll be a sort of shallow breath, but you just stop your breathing like in your throat, I guess like that Mm. out of your throat. See, I would find that really hard to do because when I have it, I um, instantly go into a panic. Yeah. And even if, even if I think about what you've said, yeah. I don't think I would be able to do that at all. Yeah. I, it's just, I get such a terrifying feeling just yeah. being like, it's almost like so claustrophobic. You feel stuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe it's one of these things that just develops over time, like lucid dreaming. We slowly get a little bit more control over. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. No. It takes, maybe it takes practice. 
But it's incredible, like, all these old, like, I mean, even Dreams is not 100% um, solid, like, scientifically known reason why we dream and have the dreams we dream, mm. you know? Um, people find little patterns here and there, you know, and quite often it's, like, it's interesting how, like, if you dream that you're, like, losing teeth or some shit, that, that there's a change happening in I've life. had that dream so many times. Yeah. yeah. Or the dream that you're falling... Oh, yeah. And you land in your bed with a... (laughs) Yeah, oh. Yeah. I get um, uh, falling and crawling through a tunnel are two things that happen when I have sleep paralysis. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like in a small, tight tunnel? Oh, yeah, like I'm stuck in the tunnel. Like I can't get out of it because I'm jammed in it. I ate too many fucking cheeseburgers. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrifying. Yeah. Like, as I've gotten older, I've sort of developed, like, um, claustrophobia as well. Yeah, okay. So stuff like that just messes with me now. Fortunately, I don't yeah. have claustrophobic dreams like that, but... Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, it's not... Mm. Like, we were talking last week about how, like, there's so many people that go caving... Oh, and they get stuck. They get stuck yes. and they just die there. Yeah. Like the and I don't know what what goes through their heads where they're just like, oh, look at this little entrance. I can hear something at the other end. I'm gonna like go head first and shimmy my way through these ancient crevices, hoping that I can get through the other side. Like to me, that's just fucking insane. Yeah, but I guess they've probably like gone through so many crevices that they've actually fit through before. Well, they, they then, just then, have the attitude oh, of, like, haven't died yet. Yeah, I think a lot of people... That's the thing. Everyone thinks they're bloody invincible. Yeah. Like, and, um, yeah, it just takes something like that. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I remember there was that dude that, like... That's probably happened to quite a lot, actually, but there was that dude that went diving under... I think I told you this last week as well. There was that dude that went diving underneath um, in the water, and there was a cave or a crevice within a rock that people would um, swim through and film it and I think he did it and he got stuck in it and died. Just drowned. Yeah. He got yeah. stuck and yeah, that was it. What a nightmare. Much. And that's like the most terrifying thing. Yeah. You don't want to do shit like that in the ocean. You don't want to fuck with the <laughs> ocean, seriously. I think like um, adrenaline must be such a powerful drug. Yeah. Have you ever seen people like free climbing? And Instagram. <laughs> Because <laughs> they're filming it for Instagram, like, yeah. <laughs> like people free climbing, and it's just some like oh. little skinny dude, just like mm, putting chalk in my hand in my back pocket, and uh, they're climbing up like a, a no. forty-five degree angle rock, yeah, like a tele- overhang. Oh yeah, and they're just like, mm, I'm gonna find a way to put my hand. Like I'd just be losing my mind the whole time. I don't know how you can not be thinking about the the danger well, that's, like, that's just one tiny little rock crumble away yeah I know that's fucked up like the, and there was also like there's a lot of like Russians that do it they go and like climb like um, telephone those aerials the, and the stuff. aerials and yeah. stuff like that or like massive buildings and have like no safety gear at all and, then and they, they hang, phones they out. hang with one hand oh man yeah. it's just like what like yeah man like you're gonna feel so good afterwards if you're still alive but yeah I, I feel anger when I watch those videos. Yeah. Like, How dare you put me through this discomfort? Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Anyway, Sophia and I, um, we the way we met was through uh, like an art school 
really cheap course, I guess. <laughs> What's the international word for what we did, like community college? Yeah, I guess it was community college. Yeah. yeah. So we did this art course, and it was in a abandoned prison. So Amazing. all the all the classrooms were um, prison cells, and and uh, it was it was cra- it was such a crazy. Didn't experience. you have like a like a kind of weird ghost experience there? No, I didn't. I didn't. Oh, but heaps who of did? people, heaps of people um, talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I remember being there a few times at night time yeah. and just not feeling good. Spooky. Hell yeah. spooky. But I think a lot of that had to do with just the way it looked. It's it's like this limestone that has just been like roughly cut and painted over. Yeah. The floorboards were just ancient floorboards that have been walked over by a million different prisoners and Yeah, and then like the you know, yeah, the whole building is surrounded by uh like a twenty foot limestone wall or something <laughs> that's got like um, barbed wire yeah. around it, and that place had a lot of history. Like there was a a, a couple mm. of riots, wasn't there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah, I remember taking one of the, a tour before I went there as a kid. I took a tour, and the tour guide was one of the guards, and he had like this um, melted hand that he showed everyone. Oh, that's it was like a claw. Hang on, what was he a prisoner? No, he was uh, one of the um, prison guards. Did I say prisoner? No, I, mean, I, prison just, I think I just thought that because he had a claw, <laughs> and like I thought it happened in a. Prison yeah. fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they set the place on fire and, and now he just tours people through. Yeah. With his one, like. Wasn't Eric Ed- Edgar Cook the last guy that was hung there as well? That's a famous serial killer. Australian serial killer. Yeah, I don't know. All of you out there. Did, what did he do apart from kill people? Did he do it in an interesting way? Uh, so he was this dude that. Um, he, um, this was like in the 60s, the 1960s in Perth. He was born into a family where his dad was really abusive, abused his mother, and then eventually started abusing him. Um, he got bullied a lot because he had a cleft palate and he had like lots of surgeries and stuff, but they never went, um, went right. So he had like a speech impediment. Um, so he was bullied, um, yeah, his parents just treated him like shit. He ended up going through the foster system. Um, and um, he just ended up being, like, just hell fucked up from it. Mm. Killed a whole bunch of people, raped a whole bunch of people. I think there was a little bit of necrophilia in there. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, he ended up at um, Fremantle Prison. And I'm pretty sure he might... I think... I even feel like he was the last person hung in... Um, Australia. Yeah. Yeah. So that place has a lot of history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do the thing where they take you to the room of nails? It's like they have these, like, huge nails that have been rivets rivets or nails that have been, like, pounded into the wall all over because they they tried to make an escape-proof room for this one guy that kept escaping. Oh, no. So their only way to do that was to nail every kind of possible surface down. Oh, and wow. he still found a way to like remove the nails, and he was just really meticulous. And, and so patient. he got out. I don't, I don't know exactly, but the the only room that I remember there is um, the room that all the like the MDF boards and all the like art supplies were kept, oh, yeah. and it was like apparently the torture room. Yeah, for okay. prisoners, and it was like this tiny, maybe like. Uh, two meters wide by like five meters and it was painted bright yellow and I think it was painted bright yellow to make people go insane like apparently like if you're in like a bright room in a a confined space for like weeks it just 
sent you absolutely. I've heard about similar stuff to that where they put a neon light in a room with you and um, they surround you with neon light so you have no sense of shadow or your, your spatial awareness just oh that's just horrible goes and um, yeah you go crazy yeah I know another room that you remember there oh yes <laughs> book of boom sex <laughs> that was amazing what yeah. a talented bastard whoever painted yeah. that yeah so like um, it was one day after class I guess <laughs> and I was like hey let's go explore because there's heaps of places where you're not allowed to go but they just don't lock up so like mm. <laughs> Oh, they don't care. Thinking about it now, like we could have accidentally locked ourselves into a room. And, and... <gasps> They've never been found. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's terrifying. We, so we walked. So what happened? Uh, we walked through. Just we went to the like the no go zone, and we walked through a series of these metal gates. Mm. And we're like, it, it's kind of like almost like a labyrinth of these metal gates that we're walking through. Yeah, they're weird, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And we we popped our head into a few of the um, old prison cells. And they weren't part of any tour. They were just rooms that weren't touched. They were just ignored, I guess. And they were, they were weird because, well, f- from what I remember, and my mem- memory is a little bit hazy, they almost felt like they were outside. Like, don't you reckon? Outside. Yeah, like as in like they were kind of half open, like almost like an animal cage. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know, kind of exposed to the outside in a way? Yeah, kind of. They that look could like just they, be my memory. Well, they, they seem to have a different purpose to the other prison cells. Yeah, they'll do. It's like it's like maybe they were closer to the security, like the guards, um, the guard houses and stuff. Yeah, sure. but but yeah, as you walk through, their their prison cells are right there, and that had some of them had like really interesting artwork in it. <laughs> so that's a, that's a really like, nice way. But some it. of them were like you know Roman chariots and like really artistic stuff. And yeah. so so Fira and I walk into this room. <laughs> And there's nothing really, like, there's a few paintings around, but above the doorway was this um, amazing drawing of, like... Oh, it's fantastic. There's, like, fruit and vegetables and, like, this just abundance It was of, painted, right? Yeah, painted, yeah, yeah like, a, like a classic style. Yeah, like, very detailed kind of, like, um, yeah. like oranges and, like, like it was kind of, like, all these Had fruits goblets, and... goblets and candles and stuff. Yeah. And there was this um, leather-bound book that was drawn, and it's like, oh, that... And we're just going, that's so cool. And then I took a closer look at the... At the spine of the book, and it said, The Book of Boob Sex. <laughs> I wonder if it was a real book that he actually, you know, wrote. I just, yeah, I just, I don't understand, like... Yeah. Yeah. That took away the spookiness a bit. Because, like, I hear, <laughs> I hear of, like, uh, like prisoners draw, drawing, like, nude chicks and stuff on their walls and tits to have, like, kind of, like, material to yeah. have a good time with. But, like, that was just kind of, like, a bit... I don't know. It was Weird so, and he sex- must have been the most artistic motherfucker because it was oh. so implied, you know. Yeah, he's a classy dude. He doesn't have to have like you know boobs on his wall. He has his imagination. Yes, he has his, he has his novel that he he's doesn't written. need the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got this like tome of a book that he's just like memorized with yeah. like a thousand and one techniques. <laughs> Oh, man. It's like the Kama Sutra. Yeah. But yeah, like like the painting was like... Oh, it was almost kind of like <laughs> like a Renaissance style kind yeah, of like no, painting yeah, style. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Yeah. He brought in a little camera obscura. Do you remember that? No. Camera obscura. It's like one of the first... During the... Um, uh, what's that? Italian period? The one that was really famous? It's just basically when like um, Italian and French art exploded. And there was a way of cheating. It wasn't the nays. 
Renaissance. Yeah, Renaissance. Yeah, the Renaissance. Yeah, the Renaissance. <laughs> and um, so what they'd do is that they'd put up a wall on one side of the room and they'd get a, like a lens, a big lens, mm. and they'd get people to stand there on the other side, you know, posed, and an upside down image would be um, projected. Reflected, yeah. It'd be projected onto the um, the wall behind the lens. Like as a silhouette kind of shadow? Yeah, but it'll be yeah. in colour. It'll be just like a, like, oh, a okay. like a projector. Yeah, and um, and so they would like paint it meticulous, and they'll get the light perfect because they're just tracing. Mm. So all of a sudden there were these, but the only catch was that they couldn't make them big. They were only like the size of like A4 paper. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And sometimes they tried to sort of like do techniques where they sort of stitch it together, but the perspectives all out and stuff. They've they've kind of measured it, but. Um, but yeah, the camera obscura is like a, a way of cheating that got those yeah. cheeky little bastards. Yeah, cheeky little Italian bastards. Yeah, bloody hell. Anyway, I think that's enough for um, for episode one. Mm. Thanks for joining me. And, Thanks uh, for having me. It's been a good time. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Ooh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Fear of the Unknown podcast. Be sure to follow us on social media with all links in the description.